Uncovering your truth and fire, one conversation at a time. This is a Spitfire Podcast. Hey guys, it's your host, Lauren Lemonian, straight out of Washington, D.C. I hope you've enjoyed the Spitfire podcast as much as I have in bringing together our awesome guests and shows. If you haven't subscribed, head over to iTunes, Google Play, whatever it is you listen to podcasts on. Subscribe to the Spitfire podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your Uber drivers. Spread the word of the awesomeness and you keep being awesome. What's going on, Spitfires? It is time for episode 17. We have Belinda Brown. She's calling in from Paris, France, because she is spending 70% of her time on the road running her company, Equanimity Executives. She's a coach. She went through IPAC as well. And we're talking about diversity, inclusion, potential, all of that amazing stuff. Enjoy episode 17. Hey guys, welcome to another amazing episode of the Spitfire Podcast. I clearly have not had my coffee today. It's not kicked in. Um, So I'm going to get energized by our guest today. She is another IPEC coach. And if you listen to the episode with Mark Cordon, then you know where we're going. We're going high energy. We're getting creative. We don't have any barriers. We're talking about it all. We have Belinda Brown, who I believe is joining us from Paris. Um, So we are going international today. Um, And we are going IPEC. We're getting deep. We don't know what we're talking about, but we're going to talk about some cool stuff. Belinda, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Lauren, for having me on your show. And yes, uh, I am uh, currently in Paris and enjoying a wonderful snowing weather, so unusual uh, for a French girl like me. So, Fantastic. I, I love the, the accent because it makes me sound more sophisticated when I talk to people with accents. So it's great. <laughs> So you, you have, I'm, I'm looking at your bio and, you know, you have been bold, you have been very spitfiery. And here's the interesting thing. I, I sometimes like to put it out to the world of, you know, who wants to be a guest and Belinda just went for it. She was like, yes, sign me up. So what drew you to wanting to be a guest on the show? So uh, what was you know really interesting uh, to me it's uh, the Spitfire uh, concept. So really being able to uh, like you said being in a bold and and have you know something and a message to convey. And uh, I recently um, decided that uh, it was time for me to not only coach but also to speak and to convey uh, greater you know messages. And I am uh, uh, growing in uh, speaking engagement and offering my um, my message and my services to a large corporation at this point globally. So not only in the U.S. but also in Europe and and other part of the world. And uh, I thought that it would be a great opportunity to share this uh, message you know with you because I think that it's really uh, disruptive. And uh, I know that a lot of corporation when I uh, share with them the title of the, the talk and, and the topics that I want to bring uh, are sometimes a little bit uncomfortable at first uh, because it's about the unfairness of equality. Mm. And uh, this is what I am you know, bringing since I'm working with uh, executive clients and, and corporate clients like you do and helping them to look at diversity and inclusion from another perspective because I feel that there is some limitation when it comes to equality and uh, and that uh, we are um, at the edge of uh, turning a new page to be able to uh, become more inclusive and promote diversity in organization in another way. That's super cool. So it, it's funny because I came from the association world where 
equality, inclusion, diversity are all these buzzwords that these associations are going after. Like, this is what we want. But you're kind of flipping it to the side and being like, let's take a closer look about is this what we really want? Where did you come up with this idea? So I came up with this idea after uh, working for seven years with an um, uh, organization in the United States. I am French, and I was born and raised in, in, in France, and I moved to the United States 11 years ago. And uh, I discovered uh, um, affirmative action, and I discovered as well that I was a minority. Um, in my entire life, I was never called a minority. I never wear this la label. And it was really uncomfortable for me uh, coming from a place where I was equal to anyone. And one day I became not only uh, a minority because I am a woman, but I became a minority because I am also mixed. My dad is from the West Indies, black, and my mom is French-American. So um, at 30 years old, it just hit me. And it took me about you know two years to sink this in and to um, recover from being a minority because the labeling actually made me feel uh, less competent than I was uh, when I never experienced you know, this situation and I was in Europe. So we have other challenges uh, with diversity and inclusion, but I didn't experience this. And so the more I was working with my clients and the more I realized that um, the labeling um, and this, you know, desire to have, you know, this equality and this segregation that we were creating to have um, leadership for women, leadership, you know, for diverse people. We are actually creating even more inequality because now we have uh, a workforce that it's all segmented uh, in labels and we are still not integrating and including everybody saying you are just um, a human being and an asset and you have your own potential, and we want to focus on you instead of to focus on the label that we are providing to you. And when I started to work on, on this using energy leadership, but also emotional intelligence with my clients, uh, and helping them to change their mindset and to um, uh, not be defined by the label anymore, they were able to grow their career, they were able to change their team, they were able to change the culture in their organization. And so I realized that Equality, as it's stated today, is creating a really an unfairness uh, within organization today. And, and uh, I have, you know, process that I use to help people just to realize that we can do things differently and that equality was good, but that we can have greater ways of uh, including people and, and promoting diversity in organization. That's awesome. So it almost sounds like you get to the common denominator, which is that we're all human. And you start from there yeah. and build on similarities rather than going for these labels of what makes us different. Exactly. And uh, and this, you know, helps at every level. I'm pretty sure that uh, with your clients, it, it works every day. We might not, you know, call the process the same. Uh, but this is really focusing on, on the uniqueness of each individual, focusing then on their potential and their potential might be different. So don't judge, you know, people based on standards, mm -hmm. but really based on their own potential. And then focusing on equity instead of equality. And equity, it's really uh, the ability to provide someone with the tools to be successful at their full potential, not uh, giving everybody the same tools, 
because not everybody is at the same level. And what I want you know to promote today is the progress of people between where they are and their full potential instead of to have people to compare themselves to standards and other people. Interesting. So for the average person that's coming to you that's never gone through coaching, you say the word mm -hmm. potential. And it's funny yes. because I did a workshop and I, I used the term leadership potential and it, mm -hmm. it sparked stress reactions in two different people in that workshop because it was, what do you mean? I'm not good enough. So how do you, how do you define potential first? So I want you to give you a, uh, an example, and, and the example is mine. Last year, uh, every year, I, I usually measure uh, against you know myself what I have accomplished, what I could have done you know differently, and what I want you know to do uh, in the future to continue to grow myself and my business. And so last year, I rated myself at a seven out of ten uh, out of my potential, knowing that the potential is uh, uh, everything that you can do and be. Uh, if you are not, you know, listening to the negative self-talks or the limitation that you are, you know, seeing, seeing around you, it could be society, it could be education, it could be anything. And your potential, it's what you could accomplish if none of this, you know, was existing and you believed in yourself and you just, you know, went for it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this is, you know, what a 10 would be for me. It would be, for example, speaking at the UN and not, you know, worrying about my accent, worrying about my school and education, not, you know, worrying about uh, how I will look, and not, you know, worrying about worrying about the fear of public speaking, for example. And so, if I was not having all those fears and assumption and interpretation of my environment, I would be able to speak at the UN, and this is where I want to be. And last year, I rated myself at a seven on my potential because I was not you know, dedicated enough to focus on my uniqueness and the unique traits of who I am to be able to promote myself, but also on, um, on uh, uh, the level of equity that I was giving myself and providing me the right tools to be able to get to the next level and to get closer to my 10. Gotcha. So, so it sounds like it's a multi-prong process where... You first have to identify what the potential blocks are, and then what are mm -hmm. your your un, what is your unfair advantage is what I call it, but your uniqueness of of what makes yes. you tick and what makes you stand out. Yes, definitely, and just you know focusing on this and and becoming you know uh, even you know bigger in your strengths and unique uh, traits. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. What do you see as as the most common uh, obstacles or challenges that that hold people back from their potential? So many things uh, and uh, things that sometimes uh, seems, you know, to be ridiculous, but past experiences. I just, you know, spoke with uh, uh, a client and uh, past experiences that he had with uh, a couple of his leaders uh, led him to believe that he was not good enough for a manager position. Mm. And uh, he knows that he's good. He has the education. He has the background. We have talked about uh, his accomplishments and he knows where he is. But as soon as he has to apply for a position or to raise his hand, he's just, you know, going back to those two past experiences. So what we call the girls uh, uh, with, you know, with, you know, IPEC, so everything that is related to your fears uh, is usually getting in your way. And the fears are coming from you. They are not coming from the outside. It's really internal. Mm -hmm. Everything that is related to your interpretation of the world and interpretation based on your own background can be also limitation. 
for example, if um, uh, you are, you know, coming from a, a, a an ethical, you know, um, background or region in the world where women don't have potential to to be CEOs, you will just never, you know, think that you can apply for the position and you will just not doing it. And when it comes to assumption, it's everything that it's related to past experiences. So based on an experience that you had in, in the past, you just decide that this, you know, situation is repeating itself and that you will not, you know, try again. And, of course, everything that is related to limiting beliefs, so uh, that could be collective or individual, uh, based as well on our education. Uh, and I had a lot of limiting belief myself. And uh, seven years ago, I would not you know, be on your show just because of the fact that I would not be perfect uh, with English, for example. But this is based on my culture in French. Uh, you have to be perfect at all times. Uh, or you will, you know, be judged or criticized uh, or diminished. So uh, a lot of, you know, things can get in your way. Well, I'm so glad that you worked through that limiting belief and, and your Gail's in order to be on <laughs> oh, <yes>. the show. <laughs> I probably would yes. not have this show either because I, I too, uh, had the judgments around, around not being – actually, I've never really had the perfectionist bug, but more about being visible and being seen mm -hmm. um, as having yeah. this strong opinion. So um, – Yay, IPEC. <laughs> yes, 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 AIPEC, yes. Yeah, so it, it's so interesting because I, I see it all the time of like, you know, when people, you see it in their body language, you see it in the in how they speak about themselves. And the the language that they use as far as the range of engagement, and we, we can talk about this a little bit, but where it stops for them in their progression of success. And it's funny because you use an example of two things that happened in their recent history. But usually there's no sticking point in what someone says to you unless there's a sore spot from somewhere in the past. Yes. And so I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm grown. I'm an adult. I don't need, that doesn't affect me anymore. I've moved, I've moved past that. How true is that? Yeah, unfortunately, it's not, uh, uh, it's not you know, uh, true uh, at this point. If you are not able to recognize and to acknowledge and to validate the situation, most of the time it will be a recurring uh, um, event. So you will attract in your life more and more of this, and you will be exposed until you acknowledge and you accept to validate either you know, the fear, the limitation, and to... Um, rethink and to revisit uh, what is your thought process and your emotional state um, when it comes to the, the, the specific situation that you have. So for the clients that I was you know, working with earlier, um, one of the, the topic was to have him to reframe and to redefine um, what was you know, his own perception of himself instead of to compare himself to what other you know people were thinking about him and also to focus on all the positive reinforcements that he got because he had one particular event that was reminding him of something that happened in the past that happened and it offset all the positive um, comments and and uh, support that he had from his team from other you know leaders within the organization and he was defining himself only by uh, this limitation mm -hmm. uh, that he revived again uh, unconsciously. So uh, he was able, you know, to look at it in the mirror and uh, hopefully uh, by the time of our next session, he will be able to have a, a reframe and, and start, you know, to repractice and to rewire uh, 
uh, to a more positive um, uh, response yeah. in the future. Definitely. So it sounds like you know you can have this vault of evidence about how amazing you are, how awesome you are, but all it takes is one little nugget to kind of set yeah. you off. And I see this because I have amazing sessions with clients and they're like, I'm fixed. I'm ready to go. I'm going to keep going. And then I hear from them three to six months later and they're on their butt and, mm-hmm. and they, they weren't practicing all of these tools that we have done. So, I mean, this, this sounds a lot like, you know, if someone's working out at a gym and then they work with a personal mm-hmm. trainer and then don't. So where is that, that missing piece that takes people off their path? Or what do they need to focus on in order to maintain this process and progress of positivity? So um, uh, from what I have, you know, uh, seen with my clients that uh, have been you know, successful compared to the one that um, are falling back, um, a few of them, it, it does, you know, happen. Um, the, the, the difference is uh, the level of, of uh, involvement and engagement in the coaching process and uh, focusing on the small wins uh, on a regular basis instead of to focus on the the end goal and the end result. So it's really about appreciating the journey and uh, and be willing uh, to come at each you know, session to learn something more about yourself and to start to practice. My clients that are the most successful are the ones that leave the session and say, okay, I had, you know, this conversation or I was, you know, challenged on this or I just find out about this, you know, potential limitation that I have. Let's, you know, play and let's go in, in the world and, and practice. And um, and it, it's really, you know, fun. Uh, some of them at first feel a little bit uncomfortable, but when they realize that uh, it's actually for their own good, they uh, have a lot of fun doing it and I call this you know usually fun work Mm -hmm. whether you know it's reading a book whether it's having uh, um, a courageous you know conversation uh, whether it's uh, just you know uh, changing one things one behavior or one comment that they were you know making or rephrasing uh, and not using for example the word but anymore Mm -hmm. or the word should anymore Uh, they realize how much difference it makes in their uh, level of energy and how they are able to position themselves and and who they are attracting Mm -hmm. and what type of situations they uh, are able to um, create that are a lot more positive and supportive than what they had in the past. Gotcha. It sounds like it's almost like a a, uh, card game or or like a scavenger hunt of all of these areas to explore and to start implementing, but using it in a playful way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Everything needs to be playful. And um, it was um, uh, shared that if it becomes a burden or it becomes difficult, people will not learn. So you have to make this, you know, real fun process. Mm -hmm. And I know that um, uh, coaches that were trained by IPEC have this uh, easiness when it comes to uh, fun work and and helping, you know, clients to really, of course, challenge themselves and and challenge sometimes uh, feels uh, a little bit uncomfortable, but having you know fun, uh, practicing and seeing the change and the transformation is is amazing for the clients. Awesome, yeah, I I'm a big proponent for fun and play. So <laughs> you're speaking yeah. my language here. <laughs> so if you could think of three words that describe your coaching style, what would they be? Uh, so creative, uh, because um, I think that. Um, 
for as long as I can, you know, remember, I am being solution focused and never, you know, looked to problems, but always to the solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really creative. I use different modalities uh, to support my clients and meet them where they are, whether, you know, it's um, using their own face, using their uh, own support system, using some of their language, uh, some of their experiences, books, uh, TEDx, whatever, you know, is available. Uh, other um, quality of my coaching, it's really um, uh, great, you know, listener. So this is what my clients are reporting. Um, my way of remembering everything that they said since, you know, the first session that we had. So it's a um, uh, memory that, that I have and I can, you know, really retranslate on a regular basis some of the session that we had. So they really feel empowered and they feel also supported by the fact that, uh, they feel that they are really listened to. And this is really important as a coach to uh, have this quality. Uh, and the third one, I would, you know, say that uh, it's pretty direct coaching. So um, unless, you know, my clients want me to go around, you know, the bushes, usually I'm pretty direct uh, at asking the question that will help them to uncover or discover um, some of their potential strength. Uh, or sometimes limitation and um, having them, you know, to uh, be ready to face them. Awesome. If you could coach anyone from history, present or past, who would it be? Huh. <sighs> I have, you know, two uh, people on my list. Uh, um one would, you know, certainly be uh, Einstein because I love his way of thinking and, and he had, you know, those both creative and scientific mind. And uh, the second one um, might be our current, you know, president just for um, the understanding and, and, and the um, compassion that I have for the human being, even if I do not agree uh, with uh, his politics, but I would love you know to be able to coach someone like this, yeah. And uh, from a human uh, being perspective, and really being able to connect with uh, with uh, someone at a human being level, uh, without all the background and the noise mm-hmm. that uh, is around him. That's an interesting choice. That's not that would have been on my <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I'll refer that out. <laughs> maybe I'll refer that one to you. <laughs> I love the challenge. I could tell. <laughs> yeah, I love the challenge to, uh, and and since I have been, you know, um, a young girl, I have always uh, met with people that were isolated, that were the most um, difficult, uh, the most judgmental, and always try to uh, to really connect from a human being perspective because uh, I still, you know, look at children and say we were all born um, to love and to connect with each other and one day something happened for mm. some people to really disconnect and to um, have this real difficulty to communicate with other people and to convey a message that uh, is a message that it's understood but that it's also compassionate and um, and there is certainly a, a lot of challenges for someone who is not able to connect 
uh, anymore with anyone and, and, and feel isolated that, that way. So uh, I think that uh, this is my part of, uh, of my DNA and uh, always, you know, connected with the one that were outlined outside and uh, whether or not I was agreeing with, with them, but uh, this is another, you know, story. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that is the true sign of a coach when you can put aside your personal beliefs and, and preferences in order to serve the client. Yeah, and it happened to me a lot uh, since I have been a coach. Uh, I have, you know, coach each time that I had, you know, an opinion when I was, you know, younger about, you know, someone. I think that I have, you know, coach all of them. Mm -hmm. People that went to prison, people that had done things that they should have not have, you know, done. Um, people that uh, were on the edge. So, yeah. Uh, so it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah that's it's your lessons have come in in the form of people and clients yes yes definitely and uh, and really this you know deep you know connection with uh, with with people and uh, most of the time those people um are just you know craving some attention and uh want you know to elevate to a level three or four but never you know were exposed to anything like this so they evolve at a level one of energy which is um more of uh, I am at the effect of life or uh, they fight because they think that this is the only way to communicate with others. It's my way or your way. So there is only one winner and I want to be this one. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. So your company name is Equanimity Executive. Where did you yes. come up with the name? Wow, this is a really interesting story because um, uh I am uh, spiritual, but I have no religion. But one night uh, before, you know, opening my business, I went to a Buddhist, you know, temple for the first time uh, just because I was interested in, in experiencing some uh, guided meditation. And um, this night it was about equanimity. And when I started, you know, to listen to uh, the explanation and, and, and the lesson around equanimity, I, I was... I was, you know, totally connected with the world. I didn't realize that it would be so difficult for people to pronounce and to write, mm -hmm. <laughs> to spell. But I, I love the idea because this is what I do with my clients, really helping them to navigate through uh, good and difficult and challenging time in, in corporations, but also in society, uh, with the mental calmness to... Uh, really be able to detach from what is happening emotionally to really have a response that will be appropriate and, and serve um, them, but also serve, serve, you know, the people that they are leading or working with. That's awesome. We need a little bit more of that in corporations and beyond. Oh, yes. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> that Politics would be, you know, a really good place to start. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. I, I see it a lot being in Washington, D.C., but... Yes. We, we we will put our intention towards equanimity in politics. <laughs> that will be the next yes. subset. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. So you're doing yes. speaking. You're you're getting your name out. You have goals to speak at the UN. What what else is yes. on deck for you in 2018? Wow. So this is you know uh, certainly my biggest year when it comes to business because I am opening a training center and a coaching firm in Paris uh, to serve my European clients because I'm traveling several weeks per month to Europe. So that's why I'm here in Paris going to London and to Germany 
to serve two uh, large corporate clients. And at the same time, uh, I am launching a network of coaching agencies in the U.S. So it will be a really important year for me. I want to serve more clients and I am getting those clients coming. And today I need to have coaches who um, just want to coach and, and don't want to worry about running a business to uh, assist me in, in the mission that I have to um, make um, our organization a better you know, place to work where people feel valued and, uh, and where they can uh, uh, really feel that they are making a difference as well in, in the society that we are living in. That's awesome. So if coaches are in, interested in becoming part of your organization, what should they do? So if they are you know, interested, I will uh, launch um, a webinar uh, certainly at the end of February or early in March to uh, present what you know the project is about and uh, how it will you know look like and what will be uh, the win-win because I'm uh, coming from a level five, even level six here in this situation where I really want to um, – work with other you know, coaches because I'm missing the corporate world where I had a team, I had people, mm-hmm. I had marketing people working with me uh, prior to become a coach. And I really want to have this team feeling and uh, all of us, you know, going to the same you know, direction. So I'm putting everything together as we speak with my attorney and, um, and people that uh, are willing to jump in in this crazy ID. And uh, we'll have, you know, this ready uh, by the beginning of, of March from what I'm seeing. Fantastic. That's right around the corner and probably about when this will go live. So we will have that Mm -hmm. information once you have it available and we'll put it up in the show notes. Oh, terrific. Thank you so much, Lauren. Absolutely. So what would you say your superpower is? So I think that my superpower, it's uh, my my visionary uh, mindset, meaning that uh, nothing is uh, impossible. Uh, and I'm glad that I was able to uh, muscle this and, and to maybe be born with, with this and to uh, have been educated uh, this way as well. I was, you know, um, raised in a low-income family in, in a project uh, in France and was not hoping to be more than maybe um, um, a hairdresser. And I have really... Uh, love, you know, this, you know, job, but this is not what I was meant to do because I'm here today. Uh, and I defied all the odds to uh, not only live uh, the project that we were living in, help my family to grow socially. Um, we all went to college and now we are all uh, having our own businesses. So this was uh, certainly something that we never, you know, thought about. That's right. Uh, yeah, uh, with a single mom, five kids, uh, it was rough, but uh, we made it, and I enjoyed the journey, and I'm still enjoying it. So I think that uh, keeping my vision and, and always um, believing that everything that I, I want you know, to do, I can accomplish. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that inner fire comes from? I think that uh, you have you know two options when you deal with difficult you know, situation. You have the choice, and I know that some people will certainly not be happy about it, but uh, you have, you know, the choice to um, pity yourself or you have, you know, the choice to uh, stand up and make, you know, the next step. 
And uh, in my family, I uh, was lucky enough to be the oldest of five when my mom became homeless. And I just decided that I needed to put my step forward to help my family instead of to um, wait and wait to see if something would happen. So I think that this is the start. And I was seven, so still remember really well. Yeah, it sounds like it's been a great from a while. And, and you have such a strong example of, of taking mm-hmm. care of, of people yes. and, and pushing through expectations and labels. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I never, you know, uh, carried any labels because my mom and my grandmother never, you know, gave us any label and we didn't have uh, any father figure neither. So my mom was doing both men and and women, you know, work at home. Uh, and my grandmother was doing the same. So I never was exposed to anything different. So I never, you know, wondered mm-hmm. if... Uh, um, I should, you know, do things differently. We were all sitting at the same table and we are all doing the same thing. So I think that um, sometimes some people look back and say, yeah, I had a rough childhood, but at the same time, um, this is what makes me who I am today. And I'm really grateful for those two women uh, who uh, stood up and, and made things happen and and uh, were able to inspire me to be the person that I am today. Awesome. Go mom and grandma. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. What would you say is your kryptonite? My kryptonite. Whew, my kryptonite is uh, my alone time meditating. Uh, this is really important. I realized that about 10 years ago that I, I was actually an introvert when everybody was thinking that I was an extrovert because I always pushed through and I was always facing Thanks, but uh, I really need my alone time because this is what is helping me to ground myself and to uh, connect with uh, my source and to feel more aligned. And when I'm aligned, everything is possible. Yeah. So that's so interesting because being a coach, you have this pull to be in front of people, to be extroverted. It really attracts in people who naturally have that preference, but you realize mm-hmm. that that was actually draining you. And so in order to care for yourself, to bring it back in, to center back on self and, and universe and whatever whatever else is beyond, yes. helps you to show up more presently for people. Yes, exactly. And more presently for people, but also more presently for myself, because we always forget that uh, the first you know, person that we want to serve is ourself if we want to be able to serve others. If not, we are worthless and uh, and useless to anyone that we want to support. So true, so true. And, and I see it a lot with people who initially become coaches because they say they want to help others, but first they need to yes. help themselves. Exactly, and I think that uh, this is why I, I enjoy so much uh, IPEC, the school that we attended, uh, just you know because we were able to um, experience the work ourselves uh, and uh, to understand exactly what our clients are going through and, and helping them to um, uh, to really uh, feel victory and uh, and uh, empowered through the process. That's amazing. Yes, I, I'm forever grateful for IPEC and, and the lessons learned and the amazing connections that I now have. Oh, yes. And it keeps growing. This is amazing. <laughs> yes, the network is huge, and I'm meeting new IPEC coaches almost on a weekly basis. This is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good place to stop. This has been an awesomely inspirational 
podcast, even without coffee, I'm now awake and, and alive. <laughs> this is like my little shot of energy. Belinda Brown from Equanimity Executive. I am so excited to see your progress and what you're launching in March and as you continue to grow. And I can't wait to see pictures of you speaking at the UN this year. Oh, this is amazing. Thank you so much, Lauren. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Absolutely. And for all the Spitfires out there, keep being awesome.